used to want to get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, asked the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. In terms of, you know, Keeping his promises, the, the president has been, as the kids say, crushing it. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So, Lester Holt on NBC News, he said it. Right. David Muir on ABC News did not say it. No, he did not. Now, those are broadcast news networks. Lester Holt did give a disclaimer, but then he said it. Right. But that he's the only broadcast network person who's willing to say it. Now, that, over on cable. Oh, please. On MSNBC, they put it in print, but the hosts did not say it. However, the guests said it. On Fox, they, they, put it, they wouldn't put it in print or say it. Yeah, they spelled it with asterisks. So the question is, does Joe say it? Now, on CNN, interestingly, (laughs) the reporter said it, and the moronic anchor Wolf Blitzer would not say it. The question is, does Joe have the courage to say it? And uh, we'll we'll watch that unfold throughout the show, I guess. I believe in you, Joe! These are troubled times, Jack. It's time for straight talk. It's time for honesty. It's time to perhaps pull down the blinds of false decency and get at the truth. I think you ought to say it. We have been <laughs> we have been making the argument for years and this is the best example ever. There is not a chance in the world that you could get in trouble with the FCC by saying it. Not a chance in the world. Nope. Because the president of the United States said it it is legitimately a news story and you have to say it uh as uh I think the 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 guy who runs NBC News said you have to say it to have the conversation. Mm. Um and it is a Important political conversation. So you can justify it. However, that's not really the way things work. If enough of your advertisers don't well, like it, enough of your listeners don't right. like it and complain to the advertisers, then it doesn't matter whether. Listen, I'm going to say this out of the side of my mouth so that, you know, only the right people can hear Exactly. It. The people that shouldn't hear it will not hear it when you say it out of the side of your mouth. I spend roughly 30 seconds a year thinking about the FCC. And there's a uh, margin for error of like 45 seconds in that figure, okay, if you, <laughs> if you see what I'm saying. Uh, it's all about the, the good folks. Sure. It's about the listeners. Sure, what right. do they want to hear? Are they listening with their family? Are they, you know, the, all right, now, now I'm back. The, the show's not for kids. I mean, obviously, not for young kids anyway. At the same time, uh, I really, if if, hmm, if I thought I could get away with it, I'd start saying bull ass right now because it's such a great Just word. Because you like it? It's a great word. And then you'd say you F and C. No, 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 oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> no, and, and it, 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 the, the times are so thick with it. I think, you know, 
It's called for. The other question, And everybody course, says it all the time. The other question, of course, if Haiti is an S-hole, then is Norway a glory hole? Oh, because boy. it's better? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to Google that. I suggest you do at home. Seems to be that what he was indicating. Right. It's a glorious country. I see your point. Exactly. Live from Studio C. Blah, si, blah, senor. Blah, blah. Today, yeah. under the tutelage of our general manager. Spithole countries. Yeah. Uh, simple enough. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. As we know, Michelangelo is in Los uh, Vegas. At the Consumer Electronics Show, and we will talk to him a little bit later, which should be a lot of fun. Albert is running the board. Hey, Albert, how are things going in there? So far, so good. We're five minutes in, and I haven't did anything wrong. There you go. That's the way to look at it, huh? Yeah. I, I got the big Sharpie pen ready to mark it down oh, yeah. when you do. Joe's keeping the permanent file. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. We have a couple uh, a couple fun movies coming out this weekend. The the one is the most Oscar baitiest movie that's been out since uh, I don't know when. But the post goes right. uh, it's wide release. It's been in the hoity toity New Yorks and LAs for a couple weeks now. Uh, the rest of us uh, commoners finally get to see this movie. Uh, it's directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Mer- Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks about the Washington Post during the Nixon administration. Mm-hmm. And the other one, which I'm more likely to see, involves the commuter. Or it's called the Com- the commuter, and the only thing I know about this movie, it has Liam Neeson on a train, which means somebody's getting throat punched and or kneecapped. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to see that happen opening weekend. I heard the the post, which is about the Pentagon Papers and Daniel Ellsberg and all that. It said based on true facts, so they take a lot of liberty because I was really hoping for you know practically a documentary on the thing. I think that would be more interesting. It was right. a very interesting story on its own. You don't really need to jazz it up or leave things out. Sure, yeah. I have a feeling the producers read the script and continually threw it back at the screenwriter or writers saying, make it Trumpier. Make it so it seems more like Trump. Can Nixon kind of have orangish hair? Have him, make him a real estate developer. What? No, he's a politician. As I don't I, care. As I am a single man with a thing called the movie pass, it's very likely I will be seeing both of these movies. I'll be able to okay. report back. Back to you awesome. on Monday. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am here this morning, gentlemen, with the Major Armstrong and Getty Show sports announcement. Mm. I have been cleared by my surgeon to resume a rigorous training regimen aimed at accomplishing my revised New Year's resolution of doing 10 push-ups in a row by the end of May. But it turns out I can't start training for another two weeks. Oh, oh. So you can't start training until February to try to do 10 push-ups right, in May. I still have some healing left to do, gentlemen, after my previous Armstrong and Getty show sports mm. injuries. Vegas bookmakers have moved the line to somewhere in mid-June. And um, <laughs> last year you made it to three before you ended up in a hospital. Five. At five. least five. Five-ish. I yes. wish Michael was here. Yeah. Okay, even if you call it five, I'm willing to go with five. You made it to five and ended up in the hospital. Yes. Yes, I <laughs> Which did. Is half Under the knife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And then had to recuperate for damn near a year. Right. So, you know. Uh, it's only been three or four months. Come on. And and we're all a year older. Yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah. Deeper in debt. That's the way it works. <laughs> okay, we got to get into all of this, I suppose. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, January 12th. Uh, keeping you straight in 21-8. Uh, we are Armstrong and Getty when we approve of this program. All right, here's the show beginning officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Quote. And I won't use the word s-hole countries. These are s-hole countries. I won't say the word s-hole countries. S-hole, s-hole, s-hole. That word, I won't say it. S-hole countries or bleep-hole countries. Blank hole. Blank hole countries. I can't remember. (laughs) Blank hole anchors. (laughs) 
I can't remember the last time. It might have been the day after Trump was elected. I can't remember the last time I was so excited to come on the air and talk about a topic. Oh, no. I'm oh, so no. excited about this. Oh, no. From so many different angles. There's nothing to be excited about. All of these people that are so offended by referring to anywhere as, as an asshole, they all live in New York and San Francisco and these towns where I guarantee they refer to where you live as an asshole regularly to their friends. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and have no problem with it. But if, if anybody else is about a different country, oh my God, how could you possibly think that about anywhere? Are I guarantee you... all those New Yorkers listening right now think where I'm from in western Kansas is an asshole and would say that out loud. Are you saying flyover country is a synonym for spithole? For those people, yes. Mm. And, and, and But if you say that about a country, somehow that's just off the rails He's bad. the president! You can say it. He can't. My God, he's the he's the spokesman, the emissary, the very spokesman and emissary, if you will, of the United States of America. I cheer it's inexcusable. It. I've been asking this question. For, I've been asking this question for years. Why do we ask? Let so many people in from asshole countries. Oh no, but you're not the president. And Thank I God. Guarantee you, if you put it to a vote, more than fifty percent of Americans agree. Why are we letting so many people in from these asshole countries? That's fine. It's a winning position. You can't have the president say it. It's a dark moment in American history. Even behind closed doors? Dark. To other people in, in private? You there can't are say no it? closed doors anymore. Closed doors don't exist. If he said it in a speech, I'd be against it. That's why I leave the stall door open when I poo here. Closed doors don't exist in the modern world anymore. <laughs> Joe let's, does. Let's just quit pretending. Uh, Joe does have an open door policy. Yeah, Avert your right. eyes. Come on in. What do you need? <laughs> like LBJ. That's right. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, President Trump denying dropping an asshole bomb at that immigration meeting. Okay, so now where are we? Walmart shutting down dozens of Sam's Clubs around the country. What is up with that? And what you see on Facebook is about to change. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. What's up with Sam's Club is they weren't doing enough business to be profitable, so they closed them. That's called the free market, people. Embrace it, love it, don't hate it. Costco won that battle? How does, uh, mail, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Hilarious and insightful. Hilarious and insightful? Yep. That's kind of a goal for us. So there you go. All that's coming up. Bunch of assholes. Oh, do we have a Clips of the Week as well, Shawnee Boy? Oh, yeah. Excellent. First one of the year. Yeah. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just saw this headline. Tanya Harding's comeback tour just took a nightstick to the knee. Oh, boy. Uh, pretty interesting story on what happened there, too. Tanya Harding on a bit of a, a, a roll back. We tear them down, then we build them back up. She was at the Golden Globes the other night and has been making the rounds, and there's a movie and a book and that sort of stuff. But uh, She was at the Golden Globes? I missed oh, that yeah. somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was the guest of one of the people from the movie uh, about her. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, Willie yeah. Rowe received, and now everybody's deciding, you know, we were too hard on her. Oh, clearly. We were way too hard right. on her. But, but she deserves an apology. She did something yesterday that kind of derailed the whole comeback. Mm, so. Probably because she's an idiot. But anyway, <laughs> where were we? Mailbag. Is not, no, not now. No. Settle down. It's time for a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. It's 2018. Marijuana is finally allowed and sexual harassment finally isn't. 
want to say thank you to my mom and dad and the people of Sacramento who gave me roots and wings and helped me to get where I am today. And just thank you, thank you, thank you. And here are the all-male nominees. <laughs> that a new day is on the horizon. Chloe, what's for dinner tonight? Chloe is not going to talk to me. Chloe doesn't like me, evidently. Tungle by Lowell going downfield. He's got a man open. Oh, my God. Touchdown. Alabama has won it. <laughs> Chloe, are you talking to me yet? What recipes could I make with chicken? Okay, we're going to search recipes. The world makes my ass tired. If we do this properly, Doctor. You're not so far away from comprehensive immigration reform. And if you want to take it that further step, I'll take the heat. I don't care. I don't care. I'll take all the heat you want to give me. And I'll take the heat off both the Democrats and the Republicans. There are still generations of people, older people, who were born and bred and marinated in it, in that prejudice and racism, and they just have to die. And unfortunately, a lot of those anchors sent us letters saying that was one of the greatest meetings they've ever witnessed. I'm just glad that I was able to say to him, I love you, the last time I saw him. The last time I saw him. <laughs> the president has been, as the kids say, crushing it. Greetings. There you go. Oh, my God. That was pretty good uh, first clips of the year. Clips of the week. I've lived in a bunch of different places, and no town ever gave me any roots or wings. Well, I got one root from one one place. <laughs> I'm happy for that gal, though. Mailbag. Come on. Ian from Tijuana. We already have a uh, both sides of the border show. Has abandoned uh, jokes, apparently, for aphorisms. He's weighing in with this one. Depression is merely anger without enthusiasm. Wow, that's pretty good. I would say discouragement is anger without enthusiasm. I know that because I have a lot of it here. I have a lot of it at work. Why can't this get fixed? But I'm just too tired to be angry. (sighs) And you call that discouragement? Yes. Yes, I'm feeling it right now as I think about Something me and Anton are working on. Anyway, moving along. Speaking of short blasts of wisdom, David in Georgia. We already have a national show. Here's a shower thought for you. Baby pants. Why do they have pockets? (laughs) 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 What's the baby going to put in there? You know what? I'm always misplacing my pacifier. I'm going to put one in my pocket, then suck on this other one here. That's what I'll do. I guess that's what the baby's thinking. And this from Ali. (laughs) Keep a spare pacifier in your pocket. That's funny. Ali, uh, writing in on the... You remember we were talking about Oprah's face cream that was allegedly made with the discarded foreskins of babies? Yeah, I did a little reading on that. It's got something to do with that. There is some science behind that. Oh, my. Uh, Let's see. Ali says, I once tried Oprah's face cream made of discarded foreskins. I put it right on before bed and woke up a little cockeyed. (laughs) Well, all right, Ali. Does that pass for humor among you and your friends? Huh? You proud of that? Wow, this is not a good start. Idiot. Uh, this let's is, see. Uh, yeah, I think you know because there's there's like a there's like a limit for certain sorts of things, and I think we reached that at six twenty five for today. Yeah, I just I don't appreciate all between the all. Uh, the the s hole and the conversation and all that. Oh, that's terrible. A little it's much. Terrible. Yeah, I agree. 
So this is a model email. You can email us at armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com, or, or text at us, tweet at us. All of our contact info is available, uh, available at armstrongandgettyradio.com. Uh, here's a life hack from the Food Network sent along by Eric, and this is why it's a model email. He summarizes it. He edits it. <clears throat> he puts in all the funny parts uh, of it and then sends it so I can just read it. If I don't die. Let's just see if Joe dies. He says, don't, no, turn your mic on. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. If he dies before he gets through the bucket list thing of saying S on the air, like that's that's devastating. Yeah. So close. I'll die before I drop the ballast bomb. So is that a wrong pipe situation or uh... You know what it is? It's a uh, <clears throat> Judy makes this fabulous steel cut oatmeal for us, whole grain oatmeal. Steel cut oatmeal, was that? Yeah, any? that's what they call as opposed to like crushed or whatever. It's hmm. just it's chopped and so it's whole grains. It's like bigger clumps of oatmeal kind hmm. of I, I Yeah, understand. that sometimes get on your tonsil like or halfway up your schnoz or something and oh <clears throat> man, it's like when you get a piece of pepper on your tonsil and just the whole system goes wild. Yeah, that's what just happened. Mm. Sounds awful. But apparently I will escape the cold embrace of the Grim Reaper and go on with the show. <laughs> a little pepper on your tonsil sounds like some sort of old-timey saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't put a little pepper on your tonsil. <laughs> That's, you know, a buddy of mine, I, I was playing golf with him the other day, he says, uh, we had some sort of challenge we had to overcome in our little match against uh, our, our other buddies. And he says, That's no hill for a stepper. <laughs> I said, Come again. Hmm. It's an old-timey saying. I've never heard it before. That's no hill for a stepper. There you go. I don't know what a stepper is, but I assume it's somebody who, who mounts hills with ease. You got to quit playing with World War One veterans. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that, Stan? <laughs> World War One vet, hilarious. Uh, where were we? Ah, yes, Eric's uh, email about this fabulous life hack from the Food Network. Jack, you're a dad of young kids. You got to hear this one. It's a video that shows you a hack how to spread peanut butter on a sandwich without tearing the bread. The hack is to spread it on wax paper, then freeze it first. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Now, Eric says the video may not be worth playing, but the comments are. Here are some of my favorites. She was worried about a mess with the peanut butter and gave an open-faced honey sandwich to a three-year-old instead. Or, child, Mama, can I have a peanut butter sandwich, please? Mom, sure, honey. Give me a few hours, though. I have to freeze the peanut butter. Or, I have an even better idea. Freeze the whole jar of peanut butter, then take it to your table saw and cut it into slices. <laughs> peel off the plastic rim, and then you have all of it done at once. Or, another comment, I tried this, and spreading the peanut butter tore the wax paper. Do you have an additional recipe to help save time when trying to spread it onto wax paper? Nice. We <clears> use <throat> the natural peanut butter, and it's so so, so uh, runny. That's not really a problem. Oh, you gotta you churn it up, huh? <sighs> yeah, a lot of stirring. Do you refrigerate yours? No, I do, and to? it makes it pretty stiff. No, I don't want to. Yeah, if you don't like tomain, you're supposed to. Oh boy, <laughs> who's ever gotten anything from peanut butter? You? Oh, check I the statistics. Have. They're shocking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Absolutely. That's what people shocking. in asshole countries do. Oh my God. Get to oh Maine from their peanut butter, and they right. bring their ways to this country. Exactly. That explains the high death rate among their <laughs> SOL communities, allegedly. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we got to get into all that. Good stuff. The president keep, gives us something to talk about. Oh, it's good. one of his great gifts. Finally. He's giving talk show hosts something to talk about. The Marshall's News on the way, and we'll get into all of it. It's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So still nobody on the show has said asshole. All right? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm standing up for decency. You bunch of cavemen. Hmm? Among grown-ups behind closed doors, you don't think anybody, anybody should even say it then? Absolutely not. Really? Please. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump is denying he used a crude profanity in referring to a number of countries during a White House discussion on immigration with lawmakers. Wow, outright denial. Oh, how interesting. I actually wish he wouldn't do this. This takes a lot of fun out of my argument if he's going to come out and claim he didn't say that. Because Well, then it he realizes it's indefensible. The POTUS using such terrible language about the downtrodden. Washington Post reported during a discussion about a deal for the DACA Dreamers, it was suggested it might include people in the U.S. under temporary protected status from El Salvador, Haiti, and African nations. Well, Trump then supposedly exploded, asking why America would want immigrants from, quote, all those s-hole countries. Which is a great question that many Americans are asking every single day. Going on to say the U.S. should have more immigrants coming from places like Norway. Again, Certainly. That... Nor- who doesn't like a good Norwegian? And why did he choose Norway? Well, obviously because people in Norway are white and the s-hole countries are mostly black and Hispanic and it's clearly because he's racist. Or because he just met with the leader of Norway and learned a little something about Norway. And as Tucker Carlson was pointing out last night on his show, Norway actually finished first in the entire world, on your UN ranking of countries, mm-hmm. on how happy people are, income, health, all these different things, right. it actually is the less, the least as holiest country mm. on earth. Where Haiti is at the very bottom in the Western Hemisphere, no doubt a, a, a not great place to live. But for the POTUS to be using such abusive language, it's it's nasty. Trusty. I would, I would, uh, I would suggest you'd be better off not saying that. But yeah. I'm not bothered by it at all. Those are s-hole countries, and we should decide how many people we want to let in from s-hole countries. I think that's a perfectly legitimate question. Well, what about cluster f countries? Other Lower countries for them. Other countries, mostly, although some of them in Europe have not been recently, and they're having riots in the street because of it. Because of it, let in people that are going to make their country better, and think about what would make our country better. Right, that we, is the purpose of immigration. We have given up on that for some reason. It's a craze. It's a. It's a national. It's a. It's a weird. It's a. It's a fad. That, oh no, the purpose of immigration is to lift up the downtrodden. It never has been. I mean, that's an interesting point of view. To deny that some countries are better than others is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so one journalist on CNN yesterday was actually asked the question, would you rather live in Norway or Haiti? And she said, I don't know. Right. That is just completely bogus. That's hilarious. That is so bogus. You would rather live in one country than you would the other. There are people lined up trying to get into Norway. Nobody's trying to get into Haiti. What does that tell you? One of them's an asshole. And no, one of them's not. Oh, oh, no. More racism. <laughs> anyway, How about Ecuador? Are you racist against Ecuadorians as well? Just anybody who's not a Norwegian. Is declaring the country an asshole make you a racist? No. No. It makes you incredibly insensitive as the president. Could, here, all right. Here's my main point on that. It wasn't the State of the Union address. I would definitely <laughs> agree with you. If you had stood up in front of the, both houses of Congress yeah. and said, and why are we letting in so many people from these asshole countries? Right. It does matter that it was behind closed doors and was thought to be private, although he's a fool. He's, he's in a room with a bunch of Democrat staffers, and he thinks it's quote-unquote closed doors. That's just stupid. But I will tell you this. The countries he was describing were by any measure... Economic, medical, 
uh, you know, social crime. By any measure, they're assholes. They are. They're rough places. Um, I don't think it's racist. I think you can objectively describe all those countries as extremely unfortunate. So I think the racism charge is ridiculous. On the other hand, I don't think the POTUS ought to be saying stuff like that. You just got to be careful, more careful than that. But he's famously not careful, so what are you going to do? Well, this morning the president was tweeting, uh, kind of stepping back from things, tweeting the language used by me at the DACA meeting was tough. But this was not the language used. What was really tough was the outlandish proposal made a big setback for DACA. Trump following up on that with never said anything derogatory about Haitians, other than Haiti's obviously a very poor and troubled country. Never said take them out. Made up by Dems. I have a wonderful relationship with Haitians. Probably should record future meetings. Unfortunately, no trust. You can't say Haiti without saying hate, Marshall. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Explicit denial of I never said take them out, not explicit denial of S-hole. Right. I find somewhat oh, interesting. Gotcha. Well, I, think, yeah, but I think he probably said it is why he's not going to deny it. Right. Well, here's one more truth about the Trump world. By Monday, nobody will be talking about it or care. <laughs> Something else will happen. But just the, the, the over-the-top, oh my God, who would say that about anywhere, that it's an S-hole, is ridiculous. I guarantee you. There are there are thousands. I know people in San Francisco who would refer to, to Modesto as an asshole. Mm-hmm. Do, do they have executive power? No. Can they make but like thank you, doors, Sean. Thank you for standing up for decency. Behind closed doors, they think of that as an asshole, and people who live there as essy, and they don't want to live around people who live there. I will tell you this: Nancy Pelosi just portrayed it as anathema that. El Salvadorans be returned to their country. Remember, they were let in temporarily during because of right. devastating earthquakes. Right. And it was said that there's no way we can send them back to their country because it is so filthy, poor, and crime-ridden. That sounds a little assholey to me. Nancy herself just made the case. El Salvador is so horrible, El Salvadorans shouldn't live there. Well, right. They get protected status because the country's so bad. So Tucker Carlson tweeted out, option A, El Salvador isn't an asshole. He actually spells it out, but I can't say it oh, for no, some reason. Of course. Option A, El Salvador isn't an asshole, so they don't need temporary protected status, and they should be sent home. Or option B, El Salvador is, in fact, an asshole. <laughs> Those are your two options. Right. Right. Uh, but, but as Positive Sean pointed out, he could have accomplished the same thing without using the abusive language. So why be hurtful if you well, can that, avoid it? That would be the smarter thing to do. Certainly. Uh, he's the stable genius. He knows. There you go. That's an extremely stable <laughs> genius, Sean. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. You seem to be implying that he's a somewhat stable genius. Those countries, he's actually extremely stable. Those countries are oh, assholes. Oh, oh, no. Oh, hey, yeah. Without a doubt, Kicking they're the assholes. Downtrodden. Jack Armstrong kicks the downtrodden. <laughs> Label the podcast, which probably won't work anyway, so you can't listen to it. If you ask the person yes. who hid in the wheel well of a plane and risked their life to get here what they think of the country they just left. Oh, it's an asshole. They would say it's an asshole. <laughs> Are you kidding? Or whatever is the same thing in their life. I tell you, go there and check it out, but you don't want to go there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, whatever happened to kindness? Whatever happened to the high road? Huh? That's definitely not the high road. <laughs> if you're looking for the high road, that ain't it. In fact, are there a number of roads higher than that before you would even get to the high road? Oh, yeah, like the low middle road is right. higher than that road. Yeah. 
kind of, uh, yeah, exactly. Boy, you'll never guess who's blasting Oprah Winfrey. Calling her a hypocrite, a liar, and more. A surprising voice. Um, yeah, we got so many different things to talk about. Uh, L- Logan Paul, who the hell is that? If you're like me, you'd never heard of him in his life. He's one of the biggest stars in America, and he's in a controversy. How big a star he is, whilst you still don't know who he is, is quite amazing. Although, if you have kids over a certain age, you do know who he is. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And after being out of business for years, Circuit City announced that they are opening stores again. Yeah, they said they couldn't wait to fax their employees the news. It's... <laughs> Hilarious! I get it. Um, so I didn't wasn't paying attention. Um, Sam's Club is closing. No, they closed. What was it? Fifty fifty two stores around the country. Okay. They put out a statement saying uh, some of them we overestimated population growth or put them too close to other clubs, so we're closing them. Yeah, I got to believe in a lot of towns, either a Costco or a Sam's Club can survive, but both yeah, of them sure. is too much for yeah. A lot. Yeah, I'll of bet places. that's true. And it's I'm just, just glad to see our favorite one stayed open. It's just the battle to who's got the biggest parking spots. That's one yeah. thing I like about the Costco. They expect you to show up in an SUV. So they have a big, wide parking spot you can fit in. Does Sam's Club not? I don't know. I've never noticed. I don't no. know. I've never been to a Sam's Club. Really? I won't step foot in one. Oh, They're yeah. assholes as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no! More belligerence! <laughs> Racism! So Racism! Sean's mom uh, texted that every time we say asshole, it sounds like we're saying ass. Oh, So we're trying to say something better, but perhaps saying something worse. She's turned it into a drinking game every time we say she has a drink of coffee. (laughs) Shout out, positive mom. Um, How about about, uh, Shatholi? That's pretty good. Shatholi? On that topic, a friend of the show, Tim Carney... Is coming up. He tweeted something about the whole thing, and then got so much blowback that he's he's gone off Twitter. Oh yeah, for the rest of his life. Shatholi blowback. <laughs> well, it's a it's a yeah, it's in a storm. It's hit the fan. <laughs> right. There's all manner Terrible. of things that are happening with it. It's a nightmare. Coming up, social justice warriors run wild. I'm hoping maybe. Uh, mm, I don't know when. It's so good. We've got to get to it. There's a lot of crying at my house last night. Tremendous amount. Oh, and sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, it's a drag. And uh, I don't know. I'm a person that, for whatever reason, doing this show, uh, talking about what's going on in my life has always been my thing. And for some reason, I, I don't know if this is a good idea in this case, but I find it difficult to do, to not talk about what's going on in my life. I know a lot sure. of talk show hosts, you don't know anything about their personal lives. Mm-hmm. They never talk about wife, kids, anything, which is fine. Right. It's just, but I, it's, it's not, not their thing. It's not the way I'm built. Mm. That's I like funny because I've about, always thought you're a really good compartmentalizer when you want to be. But. I've never dealt with anything like this before. <sighs> As my wife pointed out last night, this is way harder than when you had cancer. And I said, oh, I know. Oh, boy. God must have given this as, us this as a warm-up oh boy. or something to like put you on the... Oh, no. Toughen you up for something. Because, oh, yeah. We would both take that over this uh, any day of the week. Yikes. Um, but currently... Um, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. What, so what am I doing? I don't know. I've got this list of the least and most stressful jobs. Not going to do it all here, but this comes out all the time. Yes. You're just venting a little. Yeah. Opening the blowhole. Exactly. Not to be confused with the uh, asshole. 
<laughs> just to let off a little steam. Very different. Thank you, Sean. Oh, my God. Oh, clearly. <laughs> Could not be a more different orifice. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But I, I got to say this right off the top. Most stressful jobs ranked right there toward the top of the most stressful jobs broadcaster. Oh, boy. I know. Look uh, at us. I, my the, teeth are all flat. I go into my desk because I've ground them down. The pressures were under. Right. You think it's easy coming in and making jokes about the news every day? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do think it's easy. Um, Working in this blowhole. So it's among the most stressful jobs. We'll get the most stressful jobs later, but what are, what are the least stressful jobs? <laughs> well, I, I know it. part of it is like career growth potential. Yeah. And there's a view that, that traditional media are, what's the term? Dying. <laughs> but actually, you know what? Radio's doing great. Yeah. That's such a misperception. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not like in its heyday of growth, but... Successful radio stations are printing money. Oh, yeah. And we, we're doing great. It's, you know, uh, you people are great. Everybody's great. It's a dying... I sound like Trump now. <laughs> it's a dying industry. We're winning. Probably. We're winning so much that... We can't stand winning. The young people are going to be talking to their sex robot. They won't have time to listen to the radio. Right. You know. Right. My kid's really coming along and building their robot. And I mm. should take a picture of it and post it. It's really quite amazing, the, the stuff that they put on it. But my wife's really concerned that our youngest is going to be devastated when it doesn't work. Because hmm. I assume it's not going to work. Mm. I assume that taping a whole bunch of batteries in tinfoil to coffee cans is not going to result in the robot he was hoping for that he said, Dad, it can set the table. It could even go to work for you so you can stay home with us. Mm. It can do all kinds of stuff, this robot. And I'm just, mm. I'm not sure that taping the batteries to the tinfoil on the coffee can is going to... You know, speaking for the rest of the staff, I say we give the robot a try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's what you do. That's when you give him the speech about, we're going to power this robot with imagination. And then you're going to run around with the robot and and, and sell them on the idea that, that pretending is fun. Or I can go with the Homer Simpson like, this is a lesson on why you should never try. Right. Right. Failure waits around every corner, kids. Things don't work. Uh, least stressful jobs right there in the mix of that. Uh, jeweler. I picture that being very stressful. You want to buy a ring? Great. How about a watch? <laughs> no. See ya. I've always wanted one of those, like uh, those those jeweler glasses, sure, like yeah. the one single yeah. eye telescope. Those the loop, really cool. for some reason, it's called that. Really? I don't know. A jeweler's loop. Huh. Why is it called loop? I don't know. You want this ring or that ring? I'll take that one. See, see that. That wasn't so hard, nah, was it? Nah. You want to see those? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Why does this cost so much? Well, the De Beers family owns almost all the diamonds in the world, and they only let out so many every year. So that's why it costs so much. Oh, okay. Actually, the Russians have uh, taken... De Beers is now less than the majority of diamonds on Earth. They were that way forever. Da. One group owned well, most of the diamonds on Earth, and they just let out so many every year. There's plenty of diamonds. There's enough diamonds for every man, woman, and child to walk around with pockets full of them. Mm. But they keep them in a giant pile somewhere and just let out a few a year to keep the price up. But now the Russians, Putin got in on that. Oh, and boy. And they have tons of the diamonds, and it's changed the whole industry, according to one jeweler I know. Really? Yeah. For, like, cheaper or more expensive? They don't know where it's going to go. It's oh, up to Putin. Okay. Yeah. It's up to Russia what they want to do. Huh. Um, wouldn't that be something if he just starts handing them out like candy and all of a sudden they're really not worth much? That would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway. Audiologists. Not a stressful not yeah. a stressful position. Can you hear that? No? I'll be damned. <laughs> That's too bad. How so about p- now? Mm. Still no? Huh. <laughs> wow. You're pretty deaf. University professor not very stressful. Yeah. What? Just because you can believe or say anything and never get fired? Sounds pretty good to me. 
and or believe and teach such a crock of excrement that the rest of the world looks at you like you're mentally ill and the kids come out of school spouting it and yet you can't be dismissed. Yeah, that sounds like a good gig if you can get tenure. Hairstylist? It's your second least stressful job? Hairstylist? Hmm. They don't seem real stressed. How was your Christmas? See, that's all you got to do. It's great. Good. Saw the kids. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now be quiet. Uh, But number one least stressful job, diagnostic medical sonographer. So that be the people that look at the chart? Judy's mom was a medical stenographer. Really? Or something very similar to it. I don't even know it. It, it. Essentially, you know, all sorts of stuff happens medically, then somebody has to write it down, at least back in the day. I don't know what that is now. Um, so she had to know how to spell all the medical terms and stuff like that and would, would you know, listen to doctors dictate and stuff like that. Um, so we'll hit you with the most stressful a little bit later. Number five will shock you. Number five is really definitely the most hilarious, most stressful job. Really? I mean, some of these are cool, dangerous, tough guys. They make movies about you jobs. And then number five is just hilarious. Is so. it more stressful than broadcaster, though? Oh, boy, it's not easy, people. It's not easy. Why is my bottle of vodka empty? Daddy needs his vodka. Tim, it's the only way I get through. Tim Carney tweeted on S Holgate and uh, it caused an S storm. Oh my! And uh, he says he's going to get off Twitter because of that. We'll talk to him coming up in just a little bit and more around that whole topic, which is pretty darn interesting, actually. Our immigration policy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.